that's not, it's not real life. And until your brain is fully developed and capable of differentiating and going, that's not like, oh, that's cool to look at. And I don't need to compare myself to that ever because that's someone's highlight reel or whatever. Welcome to the Relational Parenting Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hayes, a parent coach and 20-year childcare veteran. Each week, I sit down with my own father, Rick Hayes, and discuss the complicated issues that parents face today, as well as some of the oldest questions in the book. From the latest research and the framework of my relational parenting method, we offer thought-provoking solutions to your deepest parenting struggles. Added bonuses include intergenerational wounding discussions and guest childcare experts. We will also start taking your parenting questions in episode five. So be sure to comment with your biggest questions or email me directly at Jenny at JennyB.co. Let's get started. All right. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 15. Um, we are... We have lots to talk about today, but first I want to look at our stats here because I looked up which countries we are in just out of curiosity and the stats that I get from our podcast page. And we are currently in the United States. 90% of our listeners are in the United States across only 90. Wow. I would have expected like 98 or 99. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So we're across many states, like like 22 states, maybe 24 states. And then we're also in Spain. 4.1% of our listeners are in Spain. 4%. That's wild to me. uh, 3.1% are in the United Kingdom. Um, 1% are in Finland. <laughs> cool company, Point, country. 0.68% are in Canada. Um, 0.68% are in Austria. And 0.34% are in Japan. So we are worldwide, baby. You're spreading, getting the word out. This is good. Japanese parenting. We'll have to talk about Finnish and Japanese and Spanish and Austrian and UK parenting. Gal. Stepped in. Um, it's neat. So, yeah. So, we, so Dad, you sent me a um, little like seven minute clip of a, of a interview or a pot. I don't think it was a podcast. It was just an interview that um, Tim Ferriss did with Jonathan Haidt. Um, mm-hmm. Jonathan Haidt is a social social psychologist. Yeah. And what university is he at? I I forget. I was getting. I thought I'd sent you one on by Jonathan Haidt too. And I'm and Jonathan Haidt was like the the uh, a professor at. I think an Ivy League college, the the professor of ethical leadership or something. I've got my details yeah. messed up now. Timothy Ferris, I've, I know I've got a couple of his books, but I cannot remember his where he's where he's from. I'll look right. Uh, Tim Ferris is he? Well, it doesn't matter. 
Tim, I'm going to link all this in the show notes. If people want to look up um, the videos, the discussions, et cetera, Jonathan Haidt also has four TED Talks out there. Um, So I will link to their stuff in the show notes uh, just as a reference point. But um, in the video that you sent me is just a short clip, seven minutes long. Jonathan Haidt is talking about um, his experience as a parent and also talking about uh, Gen Z and the relationship to social media that has a that has defined Gen Z and their development, et cetera, in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, and so that was the thing that we grabbed onto and started talking about. So I wanted to. Mm-hmm bring it on here. And what Jonathan Haidt said was that, um, in about 2009, when the first smartphone was released, there was, you can see in the data, a drastic doubling of suicide rates in, <clears throat> in adolescent females and in, in primarily girls. Yeah. 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 Um, because post pubescent or whatever pre pubescent pre pubescent yeah females. so girls middle school middle school and high school girls getting their hands and in some cases grade school kids getting their hands on a smartphone and um, having access to apps like Instagram Facebook social media yeah with like filters and edits and all of the things that we can do like there's tools and perfect and whatnot and, yeah um. And, but I mean, yeah. And like TikTok coming along all the things. So, uh, uh. um, so yeah. So then you and I started talking about how like the deep psychological effect that that has on a kid who is still developing, still learning about what's, what the world is and how the world works and what's real and what's not and, and all that stuff. And you're, you know, the, the young, child's brain is not capable of differentiating what's real or not because they don't have enough experience. Right. So just like I remember growing up and TV commercials for like face washes and like cosmopolitan magazine and, you know, everyone, adult women were always like, don't pay attention to bodies in magazines. Those are not real. Those are airbrushed, et cetera. And on TV, they're like, oh, I'm washing my face, but they have freaking makeup on. Um, <laughs> like, and a hair and a like makeup it's not real. and special effects people and, yeah. Yeah, not and real cuts life, and, yeah, lighting <laughs> and all the things. And it's like, that's not real. And even though you guys, like, you guys and other people told me that's not real, that's not real, I thought it was real. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, oh, that's what I, you know, like, you trying to it. look like that. Yeah. And never having the right lighting because it's completely fabricated. Yeah. It's not real lighting. Yeah. Um same reason that if you show if you show a TV to like aboriginal people or or a dog, you know, who has no under just someone who has no understanding of all the electronics and, you know, how can a person be in a room 5000 miles away? How can I see them and hear them like they're here? They they assume it's real when they first see it. You know, the dog the dog barks at the dog on TV sometimes because he thinks there's another dog there. And kids kids are not not to compare anyone's child to a dog, but 
that's, uh, you know, you think things are real until you know better and have the, the, and even when you know better, sometimes you don't have the reasoning faculty to really sort it out. We were talking about this earlier, uh, about, well, and then you were just touching on it is, you know, yeah, I know in my, I know on some level it's not real, but it's still becoming part of my psyche anyway. It would be better if I had not seen that, you know. Yeah, well, we were, I was telling you about, um, there are certain shows. I really enjoy um, crime shows. I really enjoy, um, like, dark, dark drama. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Like, sometimes I want to watch comedy or something, like, super silly, like Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is my jam. <laughs> but if I want to watch something and be, like, deeply entertained, it's like a dark, dark drama mm-hmm. of some mm-hmm. kind. And, and there's one show that's particularly intense um, that I've been super into lately. Lewis and I watch it together. And I realized after I was during COVID actually, cause I don't, I rarely watch TV like back to back on just any random night. Like I watch TV like a couple nights a week. Okay. Um, but when we had COVID, we were couch ridden for a week and, um, we're watching this show together and I realized about halfway through the following week that I was, I was like, just like angry and depressed and like part of that was COVID. You guys it all heard off. that episode. Yeah, right. You guys it all heard that, that, that episode, <laughs> but my mindset, my mindset was not helped by, and just, and just like, even the way that I was like yeah. acting in like, towards Lewis was like, whoa, um, sound effects. Um, it was just, but it was mostly in my mind, like the way that I was thinking, the thought patterns that I was having, it was Mm -hmm. like, I regressed 10 years, um, Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. mindfulness and working on your lizard brain somehow. Yeah. And I just really, yeah, I was in like deep survival mode. And part of that, like I said, was being so sick for so long, Um, but I, but I started to like catch some of my thoughts and go, that's not mine. Like, Mm -hmm. where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, put an electrode in my brain. And I realized, and some of the dreams that I was having, I and I was like, God, I keep having nightmares. I keep having nightmares. Oh, maybe it's because you're watching this wildly violent show every night before you go to bed. That's where it gets me. That's like just me. nightmares. Yeah. Tossing and turning. Like I would just wake up and, and just like pissed off or scared or Snakes whatever. pursuing you up a ladder. <laughs> not even like 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 battle like being in battle or gunfights like like violent <laughs> yeah 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 so Violent. I'm like, being in your middle school gym with uh, a bunch of ninjas after you you're jumping out windows right. oh my god <laughs> weird stuff dream stuff yeah and so so yeah so with this with the the uh 
the <laughs> rise of the smartphone. So what I want to talk about today is the rise of this uh, is the rise of social media access, right? Um, on our smartphones, coupled with the twenty four hour news cycle and media and all the different media channels and all the different people that are unaccredited, not whatever. And also like TV, I mean, even news stations are owned by certain people and companies have, and determine the narrative an and it's all have a just, narrative. Yeah. It's all you gotta be money. careful what you listen to. Yeah. You. Um, but, but the development, child development and relationship to media and the, the effect that it truly has on kids and that it's not just like, it's not just this, like just another parenting decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, my kid has social media. Oh, my kid doesn't like there, there is a deep, there's, there are deep psychological effects on children who are exposed to social media. Um, and you can't always put parent controls on everything. So mm-hmm. like, so, like a lot in a lot of ways and a lot of different things you can put parent controls on, there can be passwords, et cetera. But if your kid is leaving the house with their phone and you're not with them, like you don't know what they're ga- getting access to when they yeah. go to school or when they yeah. go to a friend's house. And even if you are a parent who you don't get your kid a smartphone, um, they are leaving the house and their friends have smartphones and they're seeing stuff. Like the other thing I was telling you, dad, is that the people that I know, like the guy, like guys that I have dated in the past have told me like their first access to porn was at a friend's house who found the the dad's magazines or the website was left up on the home computer on accident yep, or yep. something. Oops, like they out. didn't see it from their family or they found it at a friend's house. Um, yeah. Well, and with TikTok and filters and, and then you're also exposing them to, to bots and predators and like that can reach out to them and start messaging them and all that. And yeah. that existed that existed when I was a kid because we had like chat rooms, like yeah. AOL and and chat rooms that you could get on on the internet. MySpace, and, but that yeah. is way more controllable than social media. So well, it that can be moderated, yeah. That's, that well, combined. What a maze now. That combined with just the effect of screens on kids. So not only is the content harmful to psyches, and it literally doubled the suicide rate in children. Yeah, seeing that unrealistic, everybody's life is perfect, why isn't mine? Like that, that, that still gets to me. I am in my 30s. Yeah. And, and I did not grow up women. I did I not think. grow up with social media and I still struggle to remember that the highlight reel is just the highlight reel. Yeah. Guys are things, girls are I mean it's all stereotypes, but you know guys are things, girls are people and and you know guy I think guys probably spend most of their time looking at porn and and trucks and guns and you know fun stuff though though and but the girls are, are all yeah, well, but the girl and the girls are, 
the girls are like taking it more personally. The girls are checking out other people and other lives. And that's what I mean. We're more communal. You know, we're trying to build, yeah. we're looking at real, like in us yeah. in relationship to other people. Yeah. Oh, so I'm a mom. She's a mom. It. Yeah. Like, why does her life look like that? My life doesn't look like that. It's like, well, it's very curated for my posting. Back, my back seat is full of Cheerios. Why isn't yeah. hers? <laughs> yeah. So there, so. <laughs> So I think it does affect women more deeply because we we find community online, whereas men tend, some men do, but but one none that I know, <laughs> um, and two, it, it just tends to be like men don't seek community as much as women do. Punching and, the shoulder, yeah, and the and like. How about them bears? You know, it's not usually deep feelings. and, and Well, and that's not, and that's also, I want to make sure, that's not to say that they shouldn't. Men, spaces where men can gather Absolutely. and be in community and process Absolutely. life, I think, is becoming more, more and more accessible and more and more, not even more necessary. It's always been necessary. Yeah. Um, but I think it's becoming more obvious how necessary it is. Yeah, it would um, be a good thing if. Yeah. I don't know about but shit, women but seek that. Nicer. Women seek that because if you think back to when we lived in tribes, the men would go out and hunt for food, and the women would stay home and raise the children and learn which berries were poisonous and share that information with with each other. They would learn recipes from each other. They would hand you know hand down how to weave blankets, how to dye fabrics, how to mm-hmm. do like all these things, how to tend mm-hmm. a fire, etc. And they women were the were like um, sharing information, learning and sharing the information to keep the home fires burning and keep everybody alive while the men Mm -hmm. went out and made sure that they provided. Provision, protection, and then the girls are there to do everything else. Yeah. And (laughs) so men men would hunt... Men would hunt in packs, right, together to be safe and and effective, um, but they weren't like talking to each other. Women were literally surviving by talking to one another. Yeah, it's all pretty business like with guys. It's like you go you go that way, I'll go that way, and we'll we'll sneak up on the rhinoceros. You know, it's all yeah. working kind of kind of purposeful stuff. It's not like, oh, how'd you feel about stabbing that rhinoceros? It doesn't go that far. Yeah. Well, and nowadays it's we're not stabbing rhinoceri. rhinoceri Speak for yourself, rhinoceroses. <laughs> Left to look that way. <laughs> rhinoceri. I like that. I prefer if to anyone knows, rhinoceri. Yeah. If anyone knows the <laughs> plural of rhinoceros, please send us a message. Thank you. Or if you know what my dreams about snakes and ninjas chasing me know, I'd be interested in dream interpretation oh, yeah, too. Dream assessments. We talked about that. <laughs> Um, if we, if anyone is a is a knowledgeable um, dream reader, yeah, Jenny oh. at JennyB dot co J E J E N N I E at J E N N I E B E E dot C O Jenny at JennyB dot co in the description. Also, any parents with any stories, any funny stories, any terrifying stories, any, oh, shit, I can't believe I did that stories, any, I just, like, oh, my God, I'm my mom, or, oh, my God, I've turned into my dad. Like, send us your stories. We're going to, I want to start doing, um, I want to start doing uh, listener episodes where we share 
whether anonymously or with your name, whatever you want, share listener stories um, of parenting faux pas or like silly parenting realizations or um, anything like that. I want to start doing like a once a month, uh, like beginning of the month, maybe listener stories. So everybody start emailing me your stories, please. Right now, go do it. Open up your app and email me. Thanks. If you email in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> right. right. Let's see. This is coming out on Thursday. So Thursday, April. 23rd. What's today? No, today is the 23rd. Yeah. 24th, oh, 25th, 26th, 27th. April uh, 27th, Thursday, April 27th. If you email me. <laughs> oh, by if the you time are you listening. Post this, mm-hmm. Today, as in the day this is released on Thursday, April 27th, and you email me today. Oh, man. What should we offer? I'm experiencing a time dilation effect. I could send you a Starbucks card. Next Thursday. Ooh. Emails got to be dated the 27th. Automatically dated. But uh, well, I write the date of your email in your email. That's my sentence, young lady. (laughs) But you got to be dated the 27th, not the 28th. (laughs) Or is it like 24 hours from the time it's released? I'll let Mm -mm. you figure that out. Thursday, Thursday before midnight. Offspring for the, for, for the, what's a, what's a reasonable Starbucks card? Or do we want to promote coffee drinking? I don't know. What's a good gift? I will always promote coffee drinking. <laughs> Especially to parents. <laughs> I want to do a, a twenty dollar uh, Starbucks card to get you a couple of big coffees, won't it? Jesus, two, three, four. Yeah. I usually send no? fivers. I send fivers to people, oh, really? which let's do barely gets you a fucking Starbucks anymore. I was going to say, let's do a seven dollar <laughs> <Sorry>. Starbucks card. <laughs> right. Ooh, I should I should start sending like eight dollars and twenty six cents. <laughs> That's right. Like, plus, well, plus postage. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, this no, you, just, send, you can send them virtually. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Also, um, join our Patreon so that we can keep doing this. It was very easy. I tested it the other day. It's very easy. Click join, put in your credit card information, and that's it. It's all wired up, and then we can then we up. can do more and more of this. If A monthly you enjoy donation this. to Bettering the World by Creating Healthy, Happy Families. And if you don't think we're bettering the world, let us know what we're doing wrong. Yeah. So either way, email me. Okay. And we might send you a Starbucks card. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So back to screen time. Access. So the, so screen time, there's also there's also this like this. I don't want to call it a battle cry, <laughs> but there, there, I have seen a lot over the years online of parents being like, if you're a TV mom, be a TV mom. If you're not a TV mom, don't be a TV mom. And mm-hmm. I love that we are not judging each other for our parenting choices. Yeah. And there is very thorough research on the effect of screens on young children. Just the kind, just the quality of light. Yeah. Especially before the age of three, but also 
anything before the age of seven. Yeah. Reg- like like regularly. I'm not talking about like one snuggly movie night on the couch watching TV together. Or you're socializing talking, with your tribe. Yeah. I'm talking about sticking an iPad in your kid's face every time they eat a meal so that they'll just eat and leave you alone. Yeah. I'm talking about sticking your phone or an iPad in their face every time you just want to get something done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not talking about like let's watch a movie together 10 to 15 feet away from the screen once in a while. I'm talking mm-hmm. about constant daily. Um, and it doesn't need to be like for three hours at a time. It can be 15 minutes at a time, but if you're doing it every single day, multiple times a day, that yeah. is, it is proven neuroscience that it causes harm on your child's brain. It causes behavior issues. It causes attention issues. It causes, um, Um, breakdowns, like they'll have mental breakdowns because the dopamine hit that they get that young, then that's all they want because it's such a high dopamine hit. That's all the, especially like, um, Oh God, what is the one show that I absolutely despise? It's like they, it's like all these cartoon characters and it's a musical and it's like really loud music and really vibrant colors. And they, they switch (laughs) frames every like second and it's literally like boom, 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 boom. And it's literally worse yeah. than like a TikTok video. And it's like it's similar. They're putting it's one, the, it's made for one year olds. It's the it's like, the ping pong bing bang stuff that attracts yes. gamblers to casinos. It's just yes. noise that's that physically stimulates your brain and is yes. addictive. It's like yes. turn that off. <laughs> and I'm so, like, I'm sorry if you are a parent and you and you are a TV parent or whatever, you've been letting your baby watch TV regularly from the crib or whatever while you're cooking mm-hmm. dinner. I'm mm-hmm. like, please find something else. So it's on the literally on the, can literally it causes so many issues. So we need to come up with some alternatives because if I'm a singular single singular mom, if I'm a single mom or dad with three kids, working two or three jobs, I need some help, right? There's not enough hours well, in a day to do if you're working two or three jobs, then somewhere. someone else is taking care of your child. <laughs> That's right. And if they're letting them watch the TV or something. So we need to talk about some productive ways to management. It also gets into the, hey, you can't really teach this stuff to your kids until you kind of deal with some of your own stuff too, you know. So that's a per- place for, for growth. Well, this uh, is, we need this to start is... – uh, one that you can stop immediately. Here. This is a this is a this is a choice. This is a behavior choice that you can make a choice to stop doing. This is not like yeah. a you need to heal yeah. something in yourself before you're capable of responding to your child yeah. in some kind of way. This is a pick something else. Well, come up um, come up with uh, with ideas for alternatives. Books. I literally took my best friend's nieces, who I also call my nieces, we were, we had an auntie, auntie weekend and we, they met me at this little marketplace after, um, I had a business thing in the morning and we ate lunch and I thought there was a play place. Um, it turns out it was a gymnastics, like padded 
thing. Serious play place. Yeah. So it wasn't just like open gym. Um, so yeah. we got there and we went to see and we, they wouldn't let us in. And so they were really upset. And uh-huh. we said, you know, you know, Oh, that's so disappointing. I understand why you're so frustrated. And then they were demanding that we find a play place. And I was like, <laughs> and we, and we said, we I get like, we understand. And I promised you a play place and we're going to go to the mall and play in their play place. But first, we're at this marketplace where I need to go to a couple of the stores. And so we're going to go to the plant store. We're going to go to the bookstore. And we did both of those things. And they, they felt their feelings and then they were like, okay. And they went and they loved looking at the plants. And then we went to that bookstore thinking I wanted to run in and just like scan. Um, And we ended up being there for like 45 minutes to an hour because these little girls found books almost instantly and were engrossed and we literally walked around while they sat in while they sat in the corner quietly yeah they didn't talk to anybody they didn't these are not like these are not like shy quiet little girls these are these are like vibrant talk to people talk to us want to play do stuff etc little Mm -hmm. girls and they both found these books and just went over in the reading corner and like they both just sat there engrossed in their books until we had to be like okay it's time to go. Do you guys still want to go to the play place? That's right. That's right. We have to leave. Oh no, we don't want to leave. No, that libraries or bookstores, if you can manage that, um, are great places to get kids engrossed. And most, if you can get to them, you know, you might have to bite me a bus ride or something, but, uh, absolutely. Those are great, healthy places to take kids parks, you know, someplace where they it's safe that you can, let them run around and play on the swings and stuff until they're tired. Well, yeah, you know, and hopefully, a, a hopefully people are getting as much as possible getting out of the house, taking advantage of, you know, free things to do in the community. Um, I think going to parks and going to libraries is pretty standard for a lot of people. Um, Finding other kids for them you know, to play with. People who have gym, you know, or not gym, um, zoo memberships or museum memberships, mm-hmm. children's museums, mm-hmm. regular museum, all the things, you know, those mm-hmm. things cost money, but this is more like, sometimes. this right? is more like people who are often using screen time at home so they can get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I've, I've, I've done it. I've been doing it for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And most of the families that I have worked for have had a no screen time policy Yeah, with the nanny. They will yeah. have like movie nights together, but there is a yeah. no screen time policy. Like, because one, they, they just, that's their value. And that's, um, it's also my value. When I enter, when I would interview for jobs, I would be like, I am a no screen time person. Um, I'm not ever going to hand my phone to your child. I'm not ever going to sit and watch movies with your kid with the exception of like, they're both like have the flu and can't do anything. And then we will like lay on the couch and watch yeah. a movie that happens yeah. like once a year. Yeah. Those um, are, it's hard to, it's hard to speak to every situation. You know, it's like counseling or something. It's like, there's a whole situation there, but in general, you know, the, the middle of the bell curve, as I like to say, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, no, kids don't need much screen but, time but when so, they're young. 
But so there was, there's, so I want to be, I want to give helpful ideas to parents who are wanting ideas. Um, so books. Um, books you can bring like home. Literally. Trip to the library and then you can have a stack of books at home. Say, so go read a book. Let, so that is what we're talking about. We're talking about being at home. Right. Alternatives mm-hmm. for instead of sitting your kid in front of the TV at home so you can get some things done, like cooking dinner, um, you know, throwing in a load of laundry, whatever it might be. Now you're going to, you know, depending on the age of your child, if, if it's an infant, you're putting them in a pack and play or whatever. Um, if you know, they're toddlers or whatnot, I'm like that zero to three, zero to five range. Yeah. Um, wildly, you would be surprised how successful you will be at just sitting your child on the floor and putting like five or six books in front of them. They'll lay there yeah. and look through that shit for an hour. Um, even, if your if they, kid, even if it's the big fat ones, you just chew on them. Well, yeah, they'll chew on them. <laughs> so there's that you could, if you're putting them in a pack and play with their, you know, with their favorite stuffies and a few books and maybe a toy or two that they like, if you can start independent play when they are infants with laying on like laying on the floor with the little play things that dangle down where they're not interacting with you at all you're in the room but they are they are playing and exploring and taking in the world around them mm-hmm. figuring out how to roll without any mm-hmm. interaction from you maybe you're you're sitting on the couch watch uh, reading a book maybe you're checking your email for a minute while the baby is fine yeah, maybe, like, working but that but creating. that independent play where you are in the room um, but they are not engaging with you is so right, critical. Yeah. And especially as they graduate into the toddler twos, threes, fours, fives, like, yes, play with your children. And that's a way to bond and connect with them and have conversations because kids can listen better actually when they're engaged in play. Yeah. Um, so you can have really good conversations with your kids when they're playing and you're playing with them. But then there, there's also needs to be a balance of them playing by themselves and entertaining themselves and playing make-believe in a ways that only children can. Yeah. Adults, adults can be wildly interruptive by inputting their own imagination over a child's play instead of letting the, like, like let your child go play and have their imagination and do stuff or let your children play together because they can, like, we are warped by reality. <laughs> like we just, we are adults are warped That's by a, reality. We're, we're shaped maybe not, no, hopefully not always shaped. warped, but yeah, we not are warped. shaped by shaped. reality. Absolutely. Right. Um, <laughs> But letting children play independently, letting children figure out how to stop being bored themselves is a critical life skill. That's how they, that's when they discover what they like is when they're bored, what they're, what they enjoy doing good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so so alternatives, alternatives to screens, books, stuffies. Um, when they're older, I, I have been wildly successful with three years old, three year olds and above with 
independent play. Okay, I need to cook dinner. It's time for you to go in the living room and pick something to play with while I cook dinner. And I need you to stay in the living Mm -hmm. room and play while I cook Mm -hmm. dinner. Or Mm -hmm. if you're, if you've got the, if you've got the energy, bring them into the kitchen and have like, let them cook with you. They love cracking eggs into a bowl. They love pour, like, you know, you scoop the flour and they get to dump it in the bowl. Like there's like, bring your kids in. If you can. Bring your kids in to the realities of everyday life and what it takes to run a household and what life actually yeah. looks like. Not yeah. like you go play while I make sure you survive. Like, no, come over here, learn how to do this. That's right. That's right. Help me put That's away how, the groceries. Yeah. Help me make the grocery sure list. Stuff. What meals do we want to eat this week? Okay. What goes into that meal? Oh, sweet potato. There's skills. sweet potato in that. So we got to put sweet yeah. potato on the list. Yeah. Like life skills, real life skills. So that's three things. As opposed things. to screen time. That Jonathan Heights, let me jump in. Jonathan, one of Jonathan's Heights uh, in that interview, in the, in the coddling of the American mind, is about in the independent play thing. You know, at some point, when we can have a whole episode about this. We got, we got afraid to let kids go out. You know, when I was a kid, you ran out, you disappeared all day. You know, when dad whistled, Mm -hmm. you came home, you stayed within earshot, you know, but you were out running around. Sometimes you were getting in trouble. Sometimes you were doing dangerous things, but you were, you learned a lot from independent play, not just stuff Mm -hmm. that's channeled by a video game, no matter how good it is for your your hand-eye coordination and, and uh, the, the more independent, Riding a bike a is better for your hand-eye coordination than playing a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Go ride your fucking I bike. Well, something, something where there's <laughs> risk, where you might actually bleed, you know, yeah. a little bit, not a lot, a little bit is better than any amount of video yeah. experience. So, yeah, well, that, in, that, that like, independent play is just unbelievably forming yeah. of kids. When you're in, and so that's little kids. So little kids in lieu of, of screen time, Three options is set them in front of a bunch of books. If they're old, if they're three or older, expect them to go play in the living, go play in a safe room alone mm-hmm. while you do mm-hmm. something or bring them into the thing that you're doing. If they can participate in a lifestyle activity like cooking, cleaning, putting dishes away, helping with groceries, things like that. Yeah. Yep. So those Color, are three options besides books. screen time. Yeah. Puzzle coloring books. books. There's Puzzles. all kinds of not just sit and read a read a book, but all kinds of there. Uh, there's books. They still have books where you like. They give you a marker that dries out, but you can highlight. You're discovering a story, or you you know if you are reading, go to a point and you can read the story, and it has seven different endings. You know where you're doing mm-hmm. active stuff, but yeah, just a book with crayons. You know that they can color on or word puzzles. I've mm-hmm. seen mazes. I've seen kids. I we some of the adopted grandchildren uh, we were working with were or or seeing were uh, they just loved mazes. You just gotta find them a a big book of activity mazes book. to do. Yeah, activities with like crossword puzzles and mazes yeah. and and yeah. Get I even little two and three year olds when I would do. I used to try to get all of the lawn, like all of the laundry and cleaning done when the kids were napping. And mm-hmm. I eventually quit doing that because I realized that they wanted to do those things. 
And so sure. it was actually better for them because they would learn those skills and develop those skills at two and three years old and learn that that was something that had to be done to maintain a household. But they yep. would help pull the dirty laundry out of the hamper and put it in the washer was like the yep. height of their day that they got to do yep. that. I when they like, get a little older, they yeah. it can turn into chores too. Now they're useful human beings. They can empty the trash and change the cat litter and that kind of stuff. You know. Well, and more than that, if they start doing it when they're two and three, they're just going to do it when they're big enough to do it on their own. Or they're going to not fight you when you ask them to do it because it's been part of their life. It's yeah. just life. It's not a chore anymore. It just, it's part of life. And if there's not a board and if there's not a video game calling them, then there's no argument about, well, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. And it's time, you know, it's been sitting there for three days. It's time to do it. Yeah. Order your room. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's I so can't. Yeah, it's, there's screens. not really a big upside to screen time. There isn't, and that that brings me to this quote that I wanted to share. Um, Jennifer Gardner, Gar, Garner, the actress. Um, hmm. I watched an interview or a replay, like clip of an interview with her from some time ago. I don't know, um, but they were talking about the fact that she does not. Uh, let her, I believe it's three daughters. Ooh. Someone correct me if that's wrong, but wow. she does not let her three daughters on social media. Um, and they don't have smartphones and she, you know, she, I think she has a grade schooler, a middle schooler and a high schooler and, or did at the time of this video. And, um, the interviewer was asking her different questions and she said, you know, they used to fight me on it. And this is, this is what I said to them. I said, you bring that. me, yeah. you bring me the literature that states that social media and screen time <laughs> is good for your brain. <laughs> and I will buy you a smartphone. Bring me a study. Yeah. And it's that's as great, simple as that. Great. Approach. Because there are hundreds of studies proving that it's bad for you. <laughs> we should be posting some of these. We should find some of these things and put them in the description. Just popped into my head. I mean, I will, but you can also just literally go, you can literally go to Google. What is it? Google academic, Google research, Google something. Yeah, you can go to PubMed, Scholar. PubMed, Google, Google Scholar. Scholar, PubMed, and literally, ju literally just type in screen time for children. We'll have to punch in and some of that stuff and show, teach people how to do that. Because there's also a lot. That's another problem with social media is there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of BS well, out there. Well, don't do your research on learn, social media. And learning learning that's to tell research. the difference. Some people will benefit from learning to tell the difference. Research on social media is not research. That's we'll opinion That's opinion diving. <laughs> Pub, PubMed. Teach people about PubMed and, and academia.org and some of these places. Um, NC, oh God, what is it called? NC, N, NCMI, something. I'll Eric, post them in the show notes. I'll do that. I will Eric, put the educational database database um, still out there. I think. What was the Google one? Google Scholar, I think, is Scholar. the shortcut Google I've Scholar, used. It's like an PubMed. extension. And there's a third one that's um that's a national. It's a national um. 
database for scientific journals. Check out academia.org because it's a uh, it is a well an archive.org which is just history of free and rentable for free um, books on everything government stuff and non-government stuff. Those are two of my favorites, archive.org and academia.org, which is academia.org is flat out. When you sign up for it, when you log into it, they say, what papers have you published? And it's like, I'm I'm just reading here and uh, let you in. You get fresh off the press academic papers if you if you want to read that kind of stuff what on what website academia.org fresh off the press academic brand, papers brand. yeah just just phd theses and and other stuff oh. piping pipe engineering information it's it's a place for academics to share their stuff and some of it you get for free and some of it you got to buy the PDF, you know, or something. So you can't read all of it. Yeah. Um, but it's a formal, more a more formal research. I need to find more sources, but it's a more formal research site. Nice. It's good, to, it's good to go into something like that and read the language. You know, academic stuff, real academic stuff, and if you can tell if you're listening, like Neil deGrasse Tyson is very entertaining and uh, when he's explaining astrophysics, but you can, when you catch him in a, uh, he's very careful with these words. When you catch him in an argument with another astrophysicist, their language changes. It gets very, they're mm-hmm. using, it's like legal, they're very narrowly defined. Here's what this word means as shorthand for a whole thing. And so, you, you know, academic is, is dry. It's not, it's not for, uh, it's not entertaining reading. Um, but boy, if you want to, if you want to hear all the words and learn what the language, what technical language sounds like in any field, academia.org is a good place to go to get exposed to it. Yeah. If reading stuff reading just goes over your head cause you don't know the lingo. <laughs> yeah. Well, reading. So I, my undergraduate was in psychology and I mm-hmm. learned how I learned how to design and, and implement and then write about um, scientific experiments. And it is not fun. It It is is technical, man. Yeah. Dreadful. It is detail oriented. And you, there is a way that you do it. Um, And there's statistics. There's like, there's all there's it's math. And like, and it is, Here's my data, but but here's why my data is to be paid attention to. Right. Well, and now I'm like, this is great because I can go to any scientific journal, academic, whatever paper, and I can, and I can read it and understand it. Right. And I can read and I can pull apart an experiment that someone else designed and implemented and decide if that is actually a valid experimentation method or if if there were biases that came into play um or your control group wasn't wasn't actually controlled etc there's there's multiple too many variables yeah and do a better too many variables yeah you know yeah. Like you can't actually say that that's the conclusion because there's the you know a b and c variable that you didn't measure for um and so it also explains so sometimes it's about it's about 
it's it's so dry. Social media is way more fun. Watching a TV show, watching a YouTube clip, yeah. all that stuff is way more fun to take in information. And there's value in that because there's there's people who can who can take the science and the, and the um, the technical technical language and put mm-hmm. it into just normal English for the rest mm-hmm. of us. I'm taking all of my education mm-hmm. and trying to put it into an entertaining format and teaching people. Um, but then it's also important that you're able to distinguish between like bullshit and actual proven science. And so you've got to take thinking. yourself yeah. off. Yeah. You've got to take yourself off social media and download a, a scientific journal and re and read it and try and, you know, whatever, but it's not, you can skip over all the technical crap. You can go to the summary and just read the summary that's in, yeah. in semi-basic the terms. Abstract at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- you can read the abstract, but if you're looking for just the conclusion, like the findings, just go to the mm-hmm. summary conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's easier to read than the, the abstract talks about the design of the experiment and the statistics and that can get mm-hmm. confusing. Mm-hmm. Um but go to the summary, go to the conclusion, the results, yeah. and and just read that paragraph. And you can pull factual information from a research article versus scrolling social media for an hour and a half. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you just walk away like, well, there's 18 different opinions. Which one is right, you know? Yeah. And the point I wanted to make was amid all that is, yes, there are studies that are less good. And it is so laborious to produce a good scientific study that's where people tend that's where people get tempted to cheat and fabricate or extrapolate data or something and that's why the peer review you know Mm -hmm. yeah you have other people who do understand all the jargon look at it and say no that's a crummy experiment not valid and so you know even even better is to get a hold of copies of nature magazine or something where things are being or have been peer-reviewed academia.org it's not necessarily peer-reviewed but then you know the best place to hear it is from finding find somebody thesis, who's authoritative if it's a is thesis it, it has gone through a rigorous process of PhD passing theses boards. are rigorous okay there are boards that so all along the way with a thesis um mm-hmm. you have to submit all along the way, it takes some people two or three years to complete a thesis because they're submitting their research and their, like their argument points, et cetera, all along the way. And they have to argue it with panels of professors who are experts in their field all along the way before they actually get to go defend their thesis to the final state. So I would, I would say that a PhD thesis is a, is a fair, is a fairly rigorously approved yep. paper. Yeah. But yeah, yeah peer so there's all kinds of journals. information out there. If you, you got to it helps to not have not get it off of social media where it's diluted and you don't have to go right straight to, you know, looking at the tables in the in the research. It's good to find somebody who can summarize it and learn learn what learn what sources you can trust and which ones are not, you know, who's been it's like a password manager. Who who's been hacked and who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, find, learn to learn to tell who's credible about what. Yeah, I know you're a famous uh, actor. That doesn't make you a political analyst or, you know, you got to, okay, does this guy know about politics or not? You have to be able to judge. Yeah. Um, so the last, the last thing that I want to touch on on this topic is the importance of discussing social media or TV, you know, whatever your kids watch on TV or in movies. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just about no and stop asking and we're going to move on. It's about (laughs) having, like, social media is a real thing. It exists in the world. And just like anything else, you need to sit down and have a conversation about it. And maybe you're going to have to have that conversation multiple times because kids have questions. Kids don't know how the world works. Yeah. And so sitting down with your kid, you can even pull up Instagram on your phone or whatever and show them what it is and be like, this is not a real picture. This person is filter like this. There's a filter on this photo. You, you, you can even pull up your well, own, yeah. pull up your photo album and the, and show them and go into the edits and you can put filters on things, how easy it is to make things look so different than they look through a yeah. camera lens or in real yeah. life. Yeah. And so sit, sit down, you know, if your kid, whether they're seven or 14 or 17 and they're begging for a smartphone, begging to have access, you know, have social media accounts, et cetera. Um, cause you can also have social media on a home computer. So it's not just yeah. smartphones. Smartphones just make it easy to be on it constantly. Extra access. Um, yeah. But have a conversation about it. Talk about the, the, you know, the things that actually happen on the internet, the way that people can get to you, you know, predators, et cetera. Um, and the reasons that it's not healthy for you to be watching, scrolling people's highlight reels, because that's not, it's not real life. And until your brain is fully developed and capable of differentiating and going, that's not like, Oh, that's cool to look at. And I don't need to compare myself to that ever because that's someone's highlight reel or whatever. And really like you and I were talking before and it, I hmm. said, when you, you know, turn 18, you can go buy yourself one. I would prefer developmentally, cognitively. Mm-hmm. You probably, we probably shouldn't be on social media till we're about 25. <laughs> that would be, that would be my knee jerk is like, you know, you don't need a phone. I wonder if you could turn it into a power of good <coughs> by helping your child develop a highlight reel. So then they understand. I mean, if they're going to be watching highlight reels, well, then, okay, let's make, what would your highlight reel, what would you like to put out there? And pred- and let them understand that that stuff they're seeing out there is a produced show. Oh, well, let's fix right. your hair up. So it look, oh, let's yeah. go shopping for filters. Oh, and so when they're looking at it, they're looking at 77 hours of work somebody did to yes. look, have bunny rabbit ears coming out of their head. Look and stuff. at you. It's not when real anymore. Transparency in boundary setting. Yeah. Having conversations and not just like, okay, <laughs> you want to you want you want to do that? Let's sit down and look at what it Can actually takes to do it. That's right. Let's do it. Let's work on it together. Real, yeah. Well, and so oh, that's actually a good your, idea. Or get your teachers to do it at school as a project to help kids. I think that's a fantastic idea. 
you know, to understand There's... the process or a, a, an ant, you know, who's got time to do it. That will be time consuming. And so finding an adult to do that, that's going to be another resource issue for parents. Yeah. But find, well, get it doesn't the need to be, to do it. it could just be a one-time one time thing or whatever, but, but there's, I also saw, I saw this, um, and I really liked this idea, um, because I've always thought like once they're, they're kids old enough to be receiving phone calls running around Mm. my house from their own Mm -hmm. friends that we would get a landline. Um, but I saw, but I saw, (laughs) but I saw, um, this just, a random parent on TikTok um, Mm -hmm. who decided to get a house smartphone. um, So it doesn't belong. I don't know. I think she has three. I think she has three kids, kids. but she got a house. So she has a cell phone. Her partner has a cell phone and then her children all, you know, started to become the age of wanting a phone, wanting to be able to talk to their friends. And so she, their compromise was, okay, we'll get a house smartphone yeah, and um, the iPhone, the iPhone stays at the house. It never leaves the house for any reason. Yeah, yeah. Do not walk off with this. Do not take it so, in your bedroom. Yep. So it stays in the house, and it stays in a shared space. So like yeah. the kitchen or the living room. Yeah. Um, and there's a cutoff time, like so, like bedtime. You know, whatever an hour before bedtime the yeah. phone is cut off yeah. you can't call your friends your friends can't call you like you'll talk to them tomorrow um yeah. and there's no social media on it there's no you know um stuff like that but it's also used as a research tool so if one of the kids wants to look something up instead of the parent having to hand over their phone for a minute they can go to the house phone and google something yeah yeah. That was one of my rules with you guys. There's no there's no point in I forget where I heard it. There's no point in arguing over facts. Go look it up. Get an encyclopedia or a feeding myself. That's how I learned that's how I figured out there was no Santa Claus is I went and looked him up in the Encyclopedia Americana. You looked up Santa Claus. Circa nineteen forty seven. I remember using that same set of encyclopedias in chemistry in high school, and the laws of thermodynamics were wrong. <laughs> they had changed since that encyclopedia Jesus. was published. Yeah. yeah, my parents bought a, I don't know, they bought it for like my oldest brother and sister, and it was a little out of date by the time I got it. But it had the straight poop on Santa, on Santa Claus. So we were at a family dinner. And they were, it was Christmas time, and they were talking to me about Santa Claus, and I had done my research. Oh, my God. Went and got the encyclopedia and brought it back in. It says, it says Santa Claus is a mythological character. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked my brothers and sisters about that sometime. Yeah. How old so, were you? Uh, old enough to just being be disavowed of Santa Claus. I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine. I could read, apparently. Older than well, I, mean, I would care to five. admit. I forget when I don't know when I read and walked and all that kind I of stuff. I was eight before I like was really like settled in the in the fact that Santa wasn't real. We moved into that house when I was five, so it was post five. Yeah, post five, pre seventeen. When I left I'm for surprised college. that. It, 
took you anywhere past five because you had four older brothers and sisters who were significantly older and knew that Santa was not real. You'll have to ask my 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 surviving brothers and sisters. They'll they'll probably right. they'll remember better than me. John but what were that's a, that's a distract. That's just an old John story. and Linda email me or text me yeah. and tell me how old was Rick <laughs> when he read you the encyclopedia at the table telling you that yeah. Santa Claus was not real. Yeah, that was that was. But there, but that the <laughs> idea of having Google. In the house, just like the old, I was laughing at the, oh gosh, you know, the the 40s and 50s, kids arguing over phones, the super long cords, you know, that's mm-hmm. such a great, that's such a great idea. Having Well, one. then there were cordless phones came along and I got a yeah. purple, a purple transparent one in my room. Yeah. I finally got my own phone. Yeah, a little Because I was getting the bulk kind of, of the calls anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As God, girls do. I remember sprinting. You remember, I don't even answer my phone now. And I remember sprinting to beat Josh or Nathan to the phone to answer the phone at the house if the phone rang. And and that's why social media is so pernicious, is bad, because you take it, you know, at that age, you take it so seriously. Somebody called me. Used to be, I got a piece of mail. Yay. You know, the outside world communicated yeah. with me. Kids take that growing up stuff very seriously, you know, and that's part of why Being learning to do laundries isn't mm-hmm. good for anybody at any age. That constant availability, it's still a balancing oh, act. I remember getting after you guys. I'd hear, I'd hear, uh, it was during the divorce, I think, and I'd hear your phones going off at two in the morning. Yep. You know, and then you'd complain about being, and I remember yak, I don't know how successful I was, but I remember yakking at you guys about turn your phone off when you go to bed. Yep. I would wake up at two, I would leave my phone on buzz or loud or whatever, because I wanted to wake up at 2 a.m. if I got a text and reply. Yeah. Yeah. And so nobody, if any one of your whole circle of friends had a thought, Nobody got a good night's sleep. Right. <laughs> in the whole circle. What a, what a, a 2 ripple effect. <laughs> you don't even want to know the thoughts that we were being texted at 2 Oh, <laughs> oh that, that would be a book. That would be research. If you could go back and, and have the NSA recover all those texts amongst 12 and 15-year-old girls that, that happened between midnight and 4 a.m., you know, there would be an interesting study if you could get a hold of that kind of data. What what are they? What is so important? <laughs> it yeah. There was it was most. I don't Good know what other day. people's experience was. Mine was two a.m. from boys. Oh, it wasn't the girlfriends talking about boys. It was boys. Well, boys that out, makes sense. Boys Cor- out running around town carousing. being idiots. Yeah. And then texting girls at two in the morning. Impressing the girls. That to- that, that makes total sense. That all that's, makes sense now. That's the those are the texts I got. Girls, <laughs> girls, guys, guys. The girls, to my girlfriends girl. were all asleep or getting texts from their guys. <laughs> totally makes Whichever sense. Whichever guys Which, were pining after them. <laughs> Which underlines the age. Right, it's everybody's hormones are kicking in. 18, 19, 20, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so another another example of nothing productive goes on between midnight or 2 in the morning. After pick 10 p.m. Pick, yeah, it's just there's no good activity. There's no. So, yeah, I... 
the uh, let's see. So <clears throat> smartphones, social media, um, access to social media apps, lots of screen time and YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff. Um, it's, yeah, it's just not, it's not good. It's not good for, for developing brains and, um, minimizing it and, you know, thinking about it and discussing it with your parenting partner, if you have one and, um, really coming up with a plan that feels good according to the values of your family, um, is just something I would encourage everyone to do. And if you are allowing yeah. access to social media, of course, putting in parent passwords and blocks to specific websites, et cetera, making sure that you guys have full transparency with your kids um, as far as messaging and who's messaging them and who they're friends with, making sure their profiles are private so they can't just be found by anybody, things like that. Um, not, not needing to read messages that they're having with their friends because there's also the importance of privacy for your children. They are, that's a human right. Um, but knowing who is messaging them to make sure that they are not in contact with someone who's catfishing or creepy or whatever. Um, yeah. and then just are talking there resources about for learning how to keep your kids safe. I mean, I'm sure there are. I don't know any of them off the top of my head, but you can also just like YouTube. Uh, there's um, like how to put in parent locks and stuff on devices. You can just YouTube that. But I don't know I'll, any I'll experts in, or anything. Um, I'm going to link the Jonathan Haidt and Tim Ferriss in the show notes. I'm going to link Mark Haidt. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I'm going to link Google Scholar, PubMed, um, National. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's like five different um, peer-reviewed journal websites type, you know, academic websites of proven research, et cetera, for access um, for everybody. And yeah, the last thing I just want to I just want to reiterate is like talk to your kids. Don't just say no to social media, no to a cell phone and be like don't ever ask me again. Um it can be an ongoing conversation and have transparency and show them why social media is not good for them. Show them how long it takes to make that real. Like you said, dad, um like show them the reality of what goes on the internet versus what the actual world is like and the behind the scenes so they understand what yeah. they're looking at. Yeah. I want to I want to finish closing out. So I'll put the I'll put this stuff in the links, um, okay. everything we've talked about, and then um, I just want to remind everybody that we do have a Patreon now. We have different levels. So for as little as five dollars a month, you can support the mission to support parents everywhere. Because if there is a population that needs it, that needs extra support in this world, it is parents. Um, and then lastly, start emailing me your parenting stories. So your favorite parent experiences, your least favorite parent experiences, your oops, I fucked that up experience, your questions like, what about this? What about that? Um, your, let's see, uh, the one, the parenting experience where you go oh shit i've turned into my mom or oh shit i've turned into my dad yeah um or your anything. funniest Funny. kid stories 
Send yeah. us your your silly kid stories, shit your kids have done, shit your stuff your kids have said. <laughs> That's the like, name just of, a, anything. of a segment. Shit my kid has shit. done. Yeah, well, I'll do a whole ass episode called "Shit My <laughs> Shit Our Kids Have Done" or "Shit My Kids Have Said." I think that would be funny. But we want to start doing at least. I want to start doing like the first of the month, doing um, the first episode of the month, doing parent parent stories and questions. So if you are struggling with something specific with your kids or <clears throat> you've always wondered or you've, you're looking for alternatives to something, <clears throat> Jesus. Bless you. It's like Swallow a, to fly. You're looking for suggestions on a specific situation or um, whatever, anything, anything parenting, anything at all, send it in. Jenny at JennyB.co. <clears throat> Jesus, Jenny at JennyB.co. It's in the show notes. Uh, check the show notes for the Patreon link and everything, literally everything else is also there. All the links, all the information, um, research articles. Yeah. And our next episode is uh, is a guest episode. And we will be talking to a mom and <clears throat> woman who also supports parents and moms. And um, so if you are looking for support, check into that one. Checking. Uh, she's really good in the, the um, self-care realm. How to take care of yourself, hoop. how to be oh, okay. self-care, self-care, how to be, how to be, uh, you know, in tune with yourself so that you can be in tune with your kids and your, and your family yeah. and all of that. Please put so. your oxygen mask on first so you can help other yes. people. Yes. Cool. Fun. Anything else? Yeah, you know, any, anything that you want to hear about, anything we haven't discussed that you'd like to, anything you think mm-hmm. is wrong. Um, if you've got, uh, research that refutes, you know, if, uh, mm-hmm. show me anything, the literature anything, anything. that says that's social right. media is um, good that's for gonna your be kid. A, that's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Show me the research and then we'll argue about the quality of the research or something. You know, it's, yeah. we all want to learn. We want, I mean, the purpose here is to make the world a better place for me and, uh, yeah. you know, improving parenting. And so anything you think might lead to that. Uh, or have some fun along the way. I, I, yeah, send us all kinds of good stuff. Okay, send everybody, us, open send your us, email send us, right now. Send us three bucks to, uh, yeah, send us three bucks so we can keep doing it. Oh, and um, if you email me today, the day that this episode comes out, Thursday, April twenty seventh, if you email me today because you are a loyal listener who listens the day that we release the episode. Um, and you, you send me an email with a parenting question, story, comment, suggestion, whatever. If you email me at Jenny at Jenny co, you will get a five to eleven dollar Starbucks card, depending whatever Starbucks costs these days. Yeah. Our, yeah. We don't know what it depends on. So I'll have to do some research and find out how much yeah. the most expensive cup of coffee at Starbucks is. Right. With the most like oat milk with four shots of espresso <laughs> and three different flavors pumped in. I can't believe they don't have alcohol yet. I when is Starbucks gonna go, you know, here's a, and here's a shot of bourbon. Well, you can't get it through the drive thru, so <laughs> 
How profitable could it be? There you go. Oh, alcohol? Oh. People just bring their own little mini Baileys in their purse and dump it in themselves. I have not thought it through. (laughs) That would be just too easy, wouldn't it? I had not thought that one through at all. Don't do that, guys. (laughs) Don't drink and drive. We don't support that. Don't drink and drive, especially with your kids in the back or the front or nowhere else. Mm -mm. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. All right. I love it. We will see you all next week. We love you. Thank you. Goodbye. You want to say bye? Bye. (laughs) If someone came to mind while you were listening to this episode or you are wishing you had a friend to digest it with, I would be so honored if you shared this link from this episode with them. I myself have always benefited from community and sharing, and I truly believe that it takes a village to raise a child. Our society has become so independent from one another, and parenting these days is often a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's why I'm here. If you have been seeking a more intentional approach to parenting, but you aren't sure where to start, I would love to hear from you. You can find me and all of my offerings at www.jennyb.co. And come follow me on all major social media platforms. It fills my heart to hear your stories, where you come from, and your big goals for raising the next generation. Don't forget, comment your parenting question on our YouTube channel, The Relational Parenting Podcast, to get it answered on one of our future episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss out. I am so grateful that you are here and always remember you are never alone. I'll see you next week.